Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 8 how Noah gets off the ark and how God teaches him about the Hebrew word kolbasar, which means all flesh, and the importance of that term in Scripture as Noah worshipped. Don't forget to support this Bible teaching radio program, Friendship with God. You can donate online at friendshipwithgod.org, as well as donate to support the messages that are free online and to getting the gospel out to Jewish people. You can all be done at friendshipwithgod.org. Lots of free resources. And again, free messages available there free because of your support of this Bible teaching radio program. And continue supporting it so we can continue on this station in your city. Support us at friendshipwithgod.org. Or you can call us for more information or to support us at 800-247-3051. 247-3051. You can also write in with your donation to P.O. Box 711-330. That's P.O. Box 711-330. Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E. S-A-N-T-E-E. Santee, California. 92071. So I'll say it again. It's P.O. Box 711-330. Santee, California, 92071. Just write into Friendship with God or send in your support to Friendship with God or Israel Restoration Ministries. We are doing our summer blitz, and we need your support of getting the gospel out to the Jewish people, so support us. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God. Father, we thank you so much for the marvel of yourself and the marvelous Word of God that you've given us. We pray this morning, Lord, that you would help us to see more of the Lord Jesus Christ, our life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 8, verse 15. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy son and thy sons and thy son's wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee. Of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing which creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and burnt and offered burnt offerings on the Lord. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done, while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. All right, now, In our last study, we saw how painful it was for Noah to stay on the ark, to stay inside the ark for those final days. Staying on the ark, we saw for Noah, was like the pain of childbirth, which I personally have never experienced. (laughs) But I'm told by my wife, it's very painful. There's a verse in the Bible that says that uh, after your childbirth, that when the man-child is born, that you forget the pain. My wife said, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) But it says here that, but what we saw is that Noah endured this pain. He endured in order so he could finish the work that God had given him to do to preserve life on the earth. 
Now, when we come to verse 15, we see in verse 15 that after about a year, Noah finally hears what he's been wanting to hear, the voice of God saying to him, and God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou thy son thy wife, and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. So God told Noah in verse 16 this word, Go forth. The Hebrew word which is translated here, go forth, is the same Hebrew word which is translated in the next verse, verse 15, bring forth. It's the same word. It's actually, it's the same word which is used in verse 16, verse 17, verse 18, and verse 19. And it's better translated, bring forth, like it is in verse 17. And so in verse 16, it says, go forth. In verse 17, it says, bring forth. In verse 18, it says, went forth. In verse 19, it says, went forth, all the same word. They're all the same Hebrew word. And it's interesting if we plug in, the, for English, a one word, one, or one form of a word, the bring forth. So verse 16 would then read, Bring forth from the ark thou thy sons, thy sons' wives, with thee. Verse 17, bring forth, as it says, with thee every living thing. Verse 18, and Noah brought forth himself, his wife, and his son's wife with him. And verse 19, and every beast were brought forth. From the ark. Now let's keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that the same word is used four times, which which brings out to us emphasis. Bring forth, because we're going to see as we couple that truth with another emphasis, we're going to see a picture develop for us. And the other emphasis here, and I'll just ask you, so a question for you, what two words are repeated in verse 16, 17, and 18? Another two words which are repeated there. Actually, verse 18 is not quite the same as 16, 17, but it is the same. What is it? Two words that are repeated in verse 16 and 17, and the idea is verse 18. Yeah, no. <laughs> Another part. We did that one already. <laughs> so the other one, the other emphasis. I'll give you a hint. It starts with with. With him, with thee, with thee, with thee, verse 16, verse 17, with thee, verse 18, with him. It's an emphasis again. It's the second emphasis. It's the with thee emphasis. So when we look at these, these four verses together now, verses 16, 17, and 18, and we see the with thee emphasis, and we put that together with, with the four verses, 16, 17, 18, 19, with the bring forth emphasis, we see a picture beginning to develop in front of us. To see this picture, we have to imagine ourselves as if we were standing outside the ark when the door of the ark is open. See, that's important. We're standing outside the ark, and the door of the ark is open, and what do we see? If we were standing out there, outside the ark, we, and we use verses 16 through 19, those four verses, we would see the following. We would stand there, we'd say, oh, look, here comes Noah off the ark. Noah is alive, and Noah has kept alive those that were with him. I see Noah as the life keeper. See, that's the first thing we see. And then we say, and then we're standing out there, and look, more is coming out. Here comes more life off of the ark. Oh, look, here comes off the ark Noah's wife. And Noah is motioning her with his hand, and he's saying, come on, it's all right, come out of the ark. Noah is bringing forth his wife off the ark. She's been kept alive because she was with Noah. 
See, we don't have to think very much, very far as we mentioned before, to realize the, the contrast with Lot and Lot's wife. Lot's wife longingly looked back on Sodom, and she was destroyed. She was not with Lot, who did not look turned back. Anyway, so we're, we're still out there, outside the ark, and then we say, oh, look, Noah is now waving, and here comes his sons. Noah's sons are coming, and their wives are coming also off the ark. He's bringing forth his sons and their wives. They've been kept alive because they were with Noah. And then we say, oh, look, now here Noah, he's bringing out of the ark the fowl and the cattle and the the, the creeping things. Noah is bringing forth the animals. They've been kept alive because they've been with Noah. In fact, what's emphasized with this repetition of bring forth, with this repetition of with thee, with Noah, is the truth that the only way that life could be kept alive was if they were with Noah. And Noah led them through death. See, that's what the flood was. The flood was a big flood of death. That's what God said his purpose was. And so Noah, by getting off the ark first and bringing forth those with him, was, had led those through death and kept them alive, see? And just as Noah led through death and brought them out alive, the Lord Jesus Christ leads us through death and brings us out alive, brings us out alive in heaven. So now we have these two emphasis from this verse, and they allow us to paint this picture that we've been talking about, where the emphasis is on bringing forth and then on with thee. And with those two emphasis, we understand what we are supposed to see in this scene of what happened when the door of the ark was open. That scene was, first of all, Noah emerging out of the ark alive. He's the first one off the ark. And that's the scene of Noah kind of like at the head of a procession of life. Think of the contrast of it. On the earth was death. It was all death. But Noah emerges and he's at the head of a procession of life. That's the scene of Noah as the leader of life. He's the leader of life. That's a scene of Noah as the life keeper. That's a scene of Noah. He's alive. And we can imagine that Noah then turns back as he comes off the ark and he brings forth, he motions with his hands, he brings forth those who come out and they have been kept alive. Now, just as Noah brought out all the life that he has kept alive, we can then imagine, so now we're talking about, we're standing outside the ark, we're watching Noah, he's facing those who are coming out, he's in the procession of life. It's all about life. And then Noah turns to God and he says, Here they all are. I have kept alive all that were with me. I led them through the death of the flood. I'm happy to present them to you. And as each one emerges off of the ark, was kept alive, we can picture Noah then. He turns to God and he says, Lord, I'm happy to present to you my wife. And she's alive because she was with me. I'm happy to present to you my sons and their wives, and they're alive because they were with me. I'm happy to present to you the birds and the cattle and the creeping things. They're alive because they were with me. And so as Noah then has presented all that has been kept alive to God, we imagine then Noah turning to the procession. Now he's turning from God, and he's turning back to the procession, and he's spanning his arms out over all the horizon, 
And he's saying to them, to his wife, his sons, and his sons' wives, and all the animals, now, just as before he had presented them to God, now he's saying to them, I present to you a new world. I present to you a new life. Now, those are five very important points to see at the time when the door of the ark was open. And what we see there is that, number one, Noah was the life keeper. Number two, Noah led them through death. Number three, they were kept alive because they were with Noah. And number four, Noah brought them forth and presented them to God as all those that he had kept alive. And number five, Noah then presents to those that have been in the ark a new life as he got the ark. Now, that scene is one to remember because that's the scene that you and I are going to be a part of. Because when we received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we entered into the ark. We went into the ark. As the ark went through a storm, each one of us is going to go through our own personal storm death. Each one of us is going to die, and that's going to be like a storm. And as Noah led them through death, so the Lord Jesus Christ is going to lead us and many sons as it says, to glory. Many sons through death to glory. And as the door of the ark was opened, so our eyes are going to open after death. And as they were kept alive, just simply because they were with Noah, so after death we will be kept alive because we were with the Lord Jesus Christ. We aligned ourselves to him. We stayed true to him. And as Noah brought forth and presented them to God alive, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to bring us forth and present us one by one before the Father alive. And as Noah then turned to those he had brought out of the ark and presented that new life, so the Lord Jesus Christ is going to present to us a new eternal life in heaven. He's excited to do it. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. I'm going to prepare a place for you. you what you work on, you're excited about And why is he doing that? So that when we get to heaven, he can say, look what I did for you. We'll return with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God in just a moment. We'd like to encourage you to sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. It's available for free, signing up with your email by going to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org to support this Bible teaching radio program. You can also call us now or after the program with your support and donation at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. It'll help us to continue airing on this station in your city. You can also call us for a free gift for a lost Jewish friend that you know that needs to be reached with the gospel. Tom Cantor and Israel Restoration Ministries will give you a free gift to reach your lost Jewish friend, and that's made available by your donations and your support, but we'll provide that free if you have a lost Jewish friend that needs to be reached with the gospel. Call us at 800-247-3051. Now, and as everyone on the ark, can you imagine... Everyone then getting off the ark, what's their response? They're getting off the ark and they're saying to Noah, thank you, Noah, for obeying God. If you didn't obey God, I wouldn't be alive. 
But you obeyed God, Noah. You built that ark when God told you to build that ark. You, you gathered together enough food when God told you to do that. You gathered us together. You poured your heart out to make sure that we got onto that ark. And we got on that ark. But it's because of you, Noah. It's because of your obedience to God that we're alive today. Now, that is also us. We will forever thank the Lord Jesus Christ because he obeyed the Father. We'll say to him, thank you for responding when the Lord said, whom shall I send? And you said, I will go. And thank you for agreeing to be contracted and humbled down to the form of human. And thank you for enduring contradiction of sinners against yourself. And thank you for not giving up on that momentous night in the Garden of Gethsemane. And thank you that when you were beaten with the stripes, you didn't say game over. And thank you that when they put that first nail into you, you didn't call the 12 legions of angels that were ready and ready to be dispatched to take you out of it. Because thank you, Lord Jesus, because you obeyed God, we're alive. Just like Noah. And then we can see... We read these chapters here in Genesis and we talk about Noah's ark and Noah, Noah, Noah. It's all about Noah. It's all about Noah who obeyed God. It's all about Noah who was the first one to get off the ark alive. It's all about Noah who was leading this procession of life. And so it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. In Colossians 1.18 it says, And he is the head of the first one of the body, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. You could say that about Noah. Noah's first getting off the ark. You could say he's the head. He's the beginning. He's the first one that made it through this death, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Then we saw only those that were with Noah were kept alive. So if you had a personal thing that you didn't like about Noah, that was a big problem. (laughs) But that's also true about the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you happen to have been raised, as I was, in a home where just you, you couldn't even mention the name of Jesus and Christ, my dear friend, who's retaught me Hebrew, Dorothy, and we love each other. She's a Holocaust survivor and over 80, and she's very proud of me, her student. And so she listens to these teachings only for a certain amount And then the reaction occurs like she's been injected with acetone in her veins. And it's just, you know, and she can't do it anymore. In our last study, we saw how painful it was for Noah to stay on the ark, to stay inside the ark for those final days. Staying on the ark, we saw for Noah, was like the pain of childbirth, which I personally have never experienced. (laughs) But I'm told by my wife, it's very painful. If we were standing out there, outside the ark, we, and we use verses 16 through 19, those four verses, we would see the following. We would stand there and we'd say, oh look, here comes Noah off the ark. Noah is alive. And Noah has kept alive those that were with him. We know that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to bring us forth and present us one by one before the Father alive. And as Noah then turned to those he had brought out of the ark and presented that new life, so the Lord Jesus Christ is going to present to us a new eternal life in heaven. He's excited to do it. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. I'm going to prepare a place for you. You, What you work on, you're excited about. And why is he doing that? Because so that when we get to heaven, he can say, look what I did for you. Then we saw... 
only those that were with Noah were kept alive. So if you had a personal thing that you didn't like about Noah, that was a big problem. (laughs) But that's also true about the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you happen to have been raised, as I was, in a home where just you, you couldn't even mention the name of Jesus and Christ, my dear friend, who's retaught me Hebrew, Dorothy, and we love each other. She's a Holocaust survivor and over 80, and she's very proud of me, her student, and so she listens to these teachings only for a certain amount. And then the reaction occurs, like she's been injected with acetone in her veins. And it's just, it's just you know, and she can't do it anymore. If you have a problem with Noah... That's a big problem. If you have a problem with the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a big problem. Why? Because in John 1, 4, it makes clear, in him was life. In John 3, 36, it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So if you have a problem with Noah, you've got to get over it. If you have a problem with the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to get over it because he's the only way to life. John 5.40 says, You will not come to me that you might have life. In 1 John 5.11 it says, This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life, very simply stated, this life is in his Son, period. It's not in his Son plus, or not in his Son and, but is in his Son, period. And then it goes on to say, He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So just as each one was emerging from the ark and could have said, I'm alive because I was with Noah, everyone who finds himself in heaven will say, I'm alive because I was with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that picture of Noah emerging from the ark and reporting to God and then bringing out life from the ark as giving a report, so to speak, to the job that God had given him to do, that's the picture of the high priestly prayer in John 17, when the Lord Jesus Christ reports to the Father, and he says, I have glorified on thee on the earth, in John 17, 4. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. I have finished the work. What work was he referring to? The work of keeping alive, as he spoke of in John 3, 16 through 17. Think about that. We always look at that from our point of view, which is, oh, so wonderful. God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son. But think of it from his point of view as a work order that was given to him by the Father. So he says, God so loved the world that he gave. That means if I'm the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to say that I've been given as the only begotten of Father, so that whosoever believeth in me should not perish but have everlasting life. Then it goes on to say, for God sent not his Son. See, that's the work order. That's the order I've been sent. Sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's just another way of saying might be kept alive. And then in 1 John 4.14, it says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son into, to be the Savior of the world. So just as the last words that Noah heard from God were ascending words, go, gather, go, build, go, gather, gather food, gather them all. The next scene that we have is Noah then 
speaking to God as a report and saying, I did it. I finished the work. I built the ark. I gathered the food. There was enough food. I, I kept them alive in this ark. wasn't easy. Another great day of teaching and learning the Bible and improving our friendship with God here on the Friendship with God radio program with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Now we want to encourage you to help with prayer for our upcoming Jewish evangelism outreach, which we call the Summer Blitz Campaign, where we go out to try to reach one million lost Jewish people here in the U.S. and Canada. Now we first want you to be involved with prayer, because blindness has come in part to Israel, not in whole. So Jewish people do get saved, as did our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God, who is a born-again Jewish Christian. Now we want you to helps pray for this Jewish evangelism outreach. It's going to go on this entire summer from May to August, and we are, again, going around the nation to reach lost Jewish people and into Canada as well. Now, we also want you to help support these part-time Bible college students that will be going out with Israel Restoration Ministries with the good news of the gospel. And to help support Jewish people reached with the gospel at Israel Restoration Ministries, we'd like you to make a donation, and you can do that by calling us at 800 247 3051 with a donation of any amount to support the gospel going to Israel here in America, right in our own backyard, help reach lost Jewish people here in the U.S. and in Canada. Our number is 800-247-3051. You can send your money to Israel to feed them, but why not feed them spiritually first with the gospel? Call us now at 800-247-3051. 3051. Again, 800 247 3051. You can also go to our websites to learn more about Israel Restoration. It's IsraelRestoration.org. IsraelRestoration.org. And again, our main website for our Bible teaching program here, FriendshipWithGod.org. FriendshipWithGod.org. FriendshipWithGod.org or 800 247 3051.